everyone, and welcome back to the Riverdale Recap Podcast. Today, we will be talking about the 10th episode of Riverdale Season 7, American Graffiti. I'm Mary Kwiatkowski, and I am joined by not my most regular co-host, but definitely my second most regular co-host, Hannah Elam. Hannah, I'm so glad to have you back again so soon. Yeah, uh, it's 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 soon in the episode, episode. but not soon <laughs> in the timeline. Um, a lot's happened in our lives, you know, time has progressed, but we're here and um, we're happy to be talking about the heppest show that there is on air. I d- okay, had you heard that before? Because I had no, to Google Hepis. Ha- yes. Because yes, they said exactly. it like 20 times this episode, and I swear they haven't done it this season yet. Like, Yeah, they learned a new word, and they're like, we have to make sure that we use this 50s word. And I was like, hip would have been so much better because people would have actually understood what you were and trying to say the, the first thing. time. Hep yeah. means hip. It's yes. Like, oh, I don't <laughs> like that. And it was like one thing it was like when they would just say hep but then they were like it's the hepist or the heppinist yes. and i'm like what is this stop i don't like it oh my gosh but yes i'm i'm glad to have you back um uh i can't remember if i said this last time i don't think i did but basically to catch everybody up who's listening um kirsten would love to be here but unfortunately things are extremely busy in uh in the world of kirsten mckinnis at the moment um in all good things she's covering a lot of different uh podcasts a lot of different shows for Rob has a podcast right now and uh, my priority is always uh, do the work that you're getting paid for not the one that's talking about a show you hate (laughs) so um, so Kirsten is doing that so definitely check out anything she's doing over on Rob has a podcast um, particularly in the hot dummies on islands feeds that she's covering um, as well as so much more Uh, and she's also moving so you know give give Kirsten a break none of us were planning on having a full 20 episode final season without a mid-season break or anything wait it's it for sure 20 episodes it's what it continues to say online wow which it should have been like what are they doing 14 i don't okay How, are you like do you follow any of the riverdale people on like instagram or anything no. have you seen any okay so the last couple weeks have all been like tons and tons of pictures and stuff because they all finished recording they all wrapped filming uh and that's great good for them here's what i'm nervous about as far as i can tell they're still in the 50s at the end. So I don't even know at this point. My mind is blown because I feel like we all thought either they were going to spend some of the season or maybe even most of the season, but that the last couple episodes would be back in the present day or at the very minimum, the last episode. And as far as I can tell, that's not the case unless they've already filmed it. Like, I guess there is a possibility they already filmed the end back when they filmed season six. Oh. Because then they had to change all the sets and everything. But I have no idea. I, I yeah. At this point, I just thought, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I definitely was thinking that, that was something I no- noticed was the attention to detail in all of the sets of like how oh, everything yeah. was so switched over to, to like match specifically in Archie's house. I was kind mm-hmm. of looking at the background things and and like, wow, there is a lot that they had to change. But man, and, and just also to think... <laughs> When you were having to explain to Laura, like, everything that happened in, like, season six, I was like, yeah, season six went off the rails. And, like, it's just so bland now. It's, like, it's just so boring. And I had not – I had watched the other episode, like, closer to back to when it came out. And so I just watched this one yesterday and or today oh my gosh it's the same day i watched it today <laughs> and i was like wow they're just not really doing that much I, I, like yeah. why are what's the point of dragging I, it out i don't know and and this is like the thing i keep getting frustrated with is there's they're they're right they're right like they're so close to something right like the sets i also kept looking at the sets and i uh i'll say especially this season i'm very impressed with all the props like every time they show a fake book with like they have they've done a cover a whole fake cover that looks like a book from the 50s like all of the bulletins there was a point where there was a bulletin board in this high school and i paused it and read like every single bulletin that was on there and they've got a lot of interesting set design and everything's very beautiful um but there's no plot happening right now like even the like quote unquote mystery we're not even really getting cliffhangers when we do it fizzles at the beginning of the next episode every single episode has just been oh we're kids in the 50s and we're interested in dating or like discovering our sexuality or breaking free from our parents but but like not a not even enough to where it means anything like 
I'm I'm just I'm kind of lost right now to be honest like I still think that this is easier to watch than season five I didn't like season five season six went off the rails season five I found boring like the first couple episodes at the beginning of the time jump were a little interesting but then it was kind of like it was just like Veronica having a bunch of jobs, everyone working at the school, Hiram again, like, you know, and, and every once in a while, they'll do an interesting episode, like Hiram's flashback episode, right? Like, they have an idea, we're doing the, you know, the, doing the episode. But this season, it just feels like all of the scenes are so short. Like, there's a couple scenes, especially from this episode, they'll be at Pops or in the school hallway, and they'll have like three lines, and then it cuts to a new scene. I'm like, why, why do we need that? Like, we're just, we're just like filling time. We're doing nothing. Like, I, I, I could swear if you go back to the first two maybe even three seasons even when we were like what's going on with like the gargoyle king there was plot happening though there was episode plot and there was full season plot right now i don't know like there's no episode plot unless the episode plot is like uh you know we're doing the spooky horror story or even last week when it was like betty and veronica but like veronica had a whole plot last episode about being so busy with the theater that's just not relevant anymore like are we going back to that i mean we yeah well and it's so funny because i think there was at one point when this was season was first starting we're like oh my gosh they're all hanging out together like it makes sense why they would be friends and da 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 and then you know Archie and Reggie are walking down the street and he's like, I don't even remember, but he can't remember, Archie, not Archie, Reggie can't remember Jughead's <laughs> yes. name. Soup can or something. Yeah, soup can, him. thank you. Beef, beef stew. Beef, beef soup, yeah. soup can. Which yeah. doesn't even. It's not even I, close to Jughead. Yeah. <laughs> you could be like, what is his name? Bottleneck? Like that would have been, that would have been a thing. That could have been something. Yeah. Jar, but... jar, jar head, like anything. I was trying to get yeah. another word for Jar head. bottom. Jar brain, jar, yeah, jar skull. Oh, what is his name? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so it's just like they're just not they they know about each other. They're they they exist in the same spaces, but there's zero interaction bet- across plot lines right now. And, it, and, and plot line, we're using that word really, really like <laughs> it's I mean the uh, here's here's the only thing that feels kind of like a plot is the Cheryl and Tony stuff. Like legitimately, they're the only people who feel like they're doing something, and Cheryl is probably my favorite character this season because she's different she's different than how she was before she's mature she's not over the top she's like demure in a way that you know I'm not saying it's good or bad like feisty Cheryl you know was fun but like that character didn't grow or change in six seasons and now Cheryl like it's very obvious that they're trying to say okay we're actually having Tony and Cheryl be two separate characters they're not just going to be the sidekick to each other they're both doing their own thing they have different personalities and i appreciate that i i like all of that uh wish we knew more about some of the other characters in their plot line we we're introduced to two extras today that i don't even think they they might be named characters but they were not named in the show at no point did they say oh molly or steven or nothing (laughs) like nothing we never got like another name they were just two new characters yeah Uh, so good for them but like would love to know what their name is yeah anyway so uh (laughs) this episode (laughs) Let's see. Well, it 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 uh it had a couple different sort of groupings, I'll say. Uh, let's talk about the uh, the boys and the girls, shall we? The Archie and Reggie and Veronica and Betty plotline plotline. I mean, <laughs> it's like Archie and Reggie are fighting over a car. It's Archie's car. I disagreed with so much of this because Archie or uh, Veronica and Reggie are going to go on a date, and like Betty and uh, Archie are going to go on a date, and they don't instantly think like, let's double date. Like, why does it take two dates to double date? I mean, I guess maybe you want to go on the first date separately, but like Archie just got his car back. I, if I was Reggie, I would never like ask, hey, can I drive your, can I borrow your car? Okay, but you're not even talking about the weirdest thing about him asking uh, him to drive the car and the fact that Archie is shaving in the gym (laughs) locker room at the school. I'm like, you're not doing your full skincare regimen at the school. Like, what is this even? Why is this the the thing that you're using to have this scene happen? There were two parts of that. I I feel like brushing his teeth would have been more reasonable than shaving. Like, because why are you shaving in the middle of the day? Like, why did you shave in the morning? Like, I I love it. Um, What are you shaving? I wrote, I cannot with Archie having this conversation while shaving. Because he's like, like, he like shaves, like, not exactly half of his face, but at least like a quarter of his face. So he's like, just got like patches. 
Yeah, he's got like patches of uh-huh. uh, shaving cream. And then also for no reason, they do like a weird, it almost seems like inside joke where they're both like, just like we said in Spanish class, mi casa es tu casa. And I'm like, why'd you say that in unison? What is this, a cheer? Like, it'd be one thing if Archie was just like, yeah, just like in Spanish, man, mi casa es tu casa. Or don't even say the just like in Spanish class. Like, yeah. that is so cringy. It's so Are you weird. having to remind us that you're in school because you're not actually showing us in your classes anymore? So you have to say like, yeah. oh, remember this thing that we learned? Oh my gosh. I, oh, ugh. And um, there's also like, I, I, I skipped over this, but they were having a debate about Elizabeth Taylor or Marilyn Monroe. And then Frank is like, actually, here's a whole bunch of women that I think are hotter than Fra- Marilyn Monroe. And I'm like, why are we, what are we doing? Like, what is, what is, what is yeah. this about? Yeah. I don't understand. Um, I feel like there's a lack of caring in, in some of the, like, just because, I mean, I'm also just, so Reggie pours cornflakes for, for Archie in this in that scene that you're referencing and the shot that they decide or the take that they decided to use has Reggie spilling like half of the cornflakes out onto the table and I'm just like and that's that's the one that you want to put in the final it's like there was no other ones that were okay yeah yep yeah yeah and then they like run out the door and Frank's like oh I'll clean up the mess and I'm like Frank I thought you were like the bad guy like when did Frank turn into like Mr. Good Guy Uh, just I have no idea I don't know So, yeah, there's a lot of... So, yes. And then while they're on these dates, the guys are only caring about the car, seemingly, right? So... For Veronica, we do, and that's the other thing. We're getting these some of these scenes where there's nothing happening; it doesn't make sense. But then we're also not seeing things and just being told about oh, it. So Veronica that. just tells us that Reggie was only wanting to like cruise around and like only cared about like being in the car instead of us actually seeing that happen. But with Betty, we see that Archie's just so consumed about if Veronica and Reggie are going to show up there and like why they aren't at Pops and it. Just I don't even understand what would make them want to have a second date after their experiences. Like why why keep trying? Because it's not it's not going well. And I mean you hear about people like you know, teenage boys having a one track mind, but I'm like, Archie and Reggie were head over heels for Betty and Veronica in previous episodes. But now that they have their car back, that's all they can think about. Like Archie had his car at the beginning of the season and was only thinking about Cheryl. Like what And why? was willing to make it so that he could only drive twenty five miles an hour. Right. It's or maybe I think it was, I think it was like twelve. Slower. I think it was yeah. I think it was okay. like twelve miles an hour. I think it was less than that. Uh, yeah, I, I like I don't really know why they felt like this episode. That's all they could do. Why they could think about like you'd think that it would be more like Archie's, you know, into his car. But then there's Betty sitting across the table from them. Remember the strip right. tease that just happened? Like, nope. Guess we just we don't care about that anymore. I don't know. I I like the fact that Betty Betty and Veronica do actually feel in this one episode like they're kind of friends. Like they hang out. Yeah. They have a couple conversations with you, with each other. Um, you mentioned it earlier. Do not lie to me and tell tell us that in this world, Archie and Jughead are supposed to be friends. We have seen zero that Archie and... Like, we haven't even been told that they're friends. If anything, we've been told Jughead will be like, I'm hanging out with my friends. And it's like, it was like Dilton and Ben and right. Ethel. Like, Jughead's after, not friends with these people. After he lost his memory, he has not interacted with them except for that makeout like, party, which it yeah. didn't even make sense why he was there. No. That he hung either. out with Veronica for a second, and then that yeah. was it. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Don't. don't I think probably just everyone me. doesn't like him, and so he's just relegated to this mystery. <laughs> Yep. Yep. I think so. And and like, it's frustrating because I think what you were talking about, about like not seeing some parts of the episode are clearly from a lack of budget. Like, I think that 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 like there's so much. I mean, just picturing all of the big, long scenes and set pieces, like we're bringing back my favorite moment again at the beginning and before that we started recording about the it's about the kids. You know, like, I love that. Like that whole episode when there was so much about like saving the um, drive in. Imagine Imagine if that episode, if we didn't ever actually go to the drive-in, if we just talked about going to the drive-in or talked about saving the drive-in, or maybe had a scene where they're like, you know, parking or driving away or something, but not actually got to see. Whereas that one, we had several scenes at one location, like doing that, you know, uh, when they when they would have episodes about... Um, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of episodes about Pops, but there there were episodes where they would go places and do things. And, and right. this thing, it's like, I thought when Archie... There was a prison. 
Yeah. There was like underground fighting at that prison. And and there was like outdoors, like just picture the scene, like the last episode of season one where Cheryl falls under the water and Archie yeah. like reached and grabbed her. We're not going outside. We're not doing location scouting. We're not doing that now. Like they did the one scene where they're driving the car. Yes. And, and like open opening her up and, and going for a joyride and stuff. I was actually just thinking like, why didn't they just put like a dark shadow on that and be like, this was Reggie and Veronica on their date too. Yeah. Yeah. Because I did actually write in my notes like, oh, wow, it's really pretty when we can actually go away from some of these sets and like look at you know some of this. But um, I, I think side by side, like this show, if you if you hold like season one and season six or seven, it looks like completely different shows. I mean, obviously this one, it's all stylized to the 50s and stuff. But I think because of that also, it's there's just a lot that feels cheaper. Um, and I mean, we've I think we've been calling it out for at least the last two, if not three seasons about like the a lot of tell not show um this episode the most egregious one was that we talked about this like concert thing i was i would thought we were gonna see like at least a little bit of something yeah. no nothing you'd have to pay for the royalties for the music so. oh true yeah so yeah. we couldn't do that we just got to hear tutti frutti again i swear we already <laughs> heard the song this season i think it is fang singing it though or the actor who plays Fang's. i think so he, is, sounded he like is a voice. singer like i i, I oh, think okay. he like came out with an album um, oh wow like in during covid i think i saw that yeah um, and to well and so to make sure that we know that he that fangs is a rock star in this um he has to carry around his guitar on his back just in case you weren't <laughs> sure because you know like if he's just sitting in class he's just gonna play a little thing in, in the middle of class or you know after he's finished his test because he, he's a musician so musicians just always carry around their guitars like basketball players always just right. like, have a basketball spinning on their finger you know or or my favorite one from other teen dramas is like the guy who's always carrying on his drumsticks yeah <laughs> you know, he's like okay. gotta be ready yeah. for those <laughs> they're always like in his back pocket or he's holding them it's like come well, on well so this is a uh, this is an audio only oh, podcast sure. so mary was uh air drumming for all those <laughs> listeners it was pretty good air drumming too it was pretty good and yeah. it was accurate to how it's normally depicted <laughs> in shows yeah yeah exactly. i was doing more like air drumming if you were gonna like play on your desk like in class yes. no i wasn't doing like the or like roll. along the lockers yeah, you know yeah, you're yeah, just yeah, like, like anything that you can bang on you know yeah exactly this is too bad this is not a video podcast just imagine it's like the um that one kitchen scene from high school musical too yes where they're just like tapping on all the glasses and all it's that's that's exactly what we're going yeah we're going for exactly exactly so um yeah uh i did love when betty and archie are on their date and archie says something we've called out many times where else is there to go in riverdale other than pops Yeah. It's like, I don't know. You could go downstairs. Dude, wasn't to there the- like a lover's lane or some kind of... Right. And that's... Uh, uh, Veronica says that later. She's like, usually guys want to go parking with me, but instead he just wanted to drive around. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, we do find out later, like Reggie wanted to use the car because he, he ends up dropping Veronica off and then like he tells Archie that he goes and drives around um, on the freeway for a while and Archie's like mad dad and he's like, go to your room and give me your keys. You're grounded. Yeah. That was such a weird interaction like i didn't understand why they needed it it just felt so weird yeah yep um i don't i don't know like archie is very confusing like laura asked does archie have a lisp do you think he sounds different like he's talking different like doing it voice or something well so you had mentioned you felt like mary andrews was trying to speak more proper like trying to sound more and i think that's what he's trying to have like the leave it to beaver like Mm. innocent sounding voice i think it does but feel he, like that, yeah. But he also is, is he from New Zealand? I think so. So if he's trying to do that on top of the American, maybe he, it's just like harder? It, yeah, it just seems like, it seems like, I'm, I can't really picture like what he normally does because it was normally like, I'm going to beat you up. No, it's not that, but you know what I mean? But this time he's just like. <laughs> I'm going to use my fist. He's like, oh, oh shucks, gee, Betty. Oh, yeah, shucks. exactly. Yes. Like, he's just doing a lot of that. Like, oh, I'm just so bum puzzled. I don't know. Like, he's, whatever. But uh, Frank is going to give Archie a talking to about being so hard on Reggie. He's like, consider where Reggie comes from. And it's like, I get that, Frank. I get that. Where's Mary Andrews? (laughs) I don't know. I think she's just there. Um, But like, Reggie did like basically steal Archie's We know she's not a lawyer in this timeline. Um... 
You're right. She can't be. No, I don't think so. So it's like, yeah, where uh, she? maybe she just wasn't available. Maybe they couldn't pay her for this episode. That's part of maybe. the budget, too. <laughs> maybe. I don't know what else Molly Ringwald is doing nowadays, though. Once she hit, like, Secret Life and the American Teenager. Oh, man. I don't know. I don't know. So uh, Betty and Veronica debrief. I love when they suggest, like, maybe we should just switch dates and try again. <laughs> yeah. Who, Veronica brought that up, right? And then Betty yeah. kind of shuts that down. Yeah. Uh, Veronica then says, let's go on a double date to the concert at Centerville. This was so confusing to me. I mean, Oh, did Betty suggest them switch? uh, Yeah, Betty suggested them switching, I think. Oh, that makes sense. Betty's like, whatever. Yeah. But, um, okay, I'm just gonna, like, we're gonna subplot real quick, pop over here, because it does not matter, and it's got two sentences. So, Fangs is playing a concert in Centerville, because he's like, someone else, um, who was it? Richie, Richie Valens, who's a, a real musician, was headlining, and so he's gonna, like, I don't know, play maybe before, if he's opening, or playing, yeah, probably, probably opening. Um, and and so he's like, uh, Midge is like, oh, I want to go. And he's like, no, it's like a dangerous part of town. Like, you can't come. What yeah, if your parents found armory. out? Yeah, yeah, at the armory. And, and he's like, what if your parents found out? Uh, they will Then they'll never jive with us getting circled. I'm assuming getting circled is like getting married. Like, is that like putting rings on it? Is it like the circle because of the rings? I don't know. Anyway. But what's so dumb about it is Mitch is gonna go and also everyone else is, but we don't see it. But I'm like, why did we need this scene of, there's like two things in this episode that I feel like the show keeps like making mistakes and then feeling like they need to correct for it, but they don't need to. It's like, hey, guess what? You could have just cut out this scene. Like don't don't have Fangs tell her not to go. She's gonna go. It doesn't matter. That's not a plot. That's like, oops, you, it it feels like when you wrote a book and then you decided to change something later, but forgot to go back and erase the beginning part. Yeah. Okay, so would you rather have more nonsensical scenes mixed in or this like non-plot two-sentence line scenes added in, right? So would you rather have more of the scenes that you do nothing in or this? I I mean, I feel like I I feel like I'd rather have longer scenes that are like pointless than these little short ones that like they feel like plot because it feels like it's like on paper, Fangs is going to a concert, so he's telling his girlfriend that he's going to the concert because he's giving us all an update on the like five episode arc that we haven't seen of him supposedly becoming a rock star like they so mentioned then, it like yeah. five episodes ago and now we're now we're doing it so we need an update on that so that's great just don't include the part where he says you don't need to go here because here's how like this is just like this is just like writing 101 if you're gonna set up midge don't go it's dangerous we need to either a have midge not go or b go Show and there be follow yeah. there be fallout from dangerous like Midge gets in a fight and then Fangs has to like jump over and like protect her from someone who's, you know, being rough or whatever. Or like her parents get mad. But no, the end can't be, oh yeah, I went. And also so did everyone else. So it wasn't that dangerous. Like, right. like what, do what are we doing? Do you think the milkman's from Centerville? Right. I even thought like maybe we're going to do that, but we didn't even, we didn't even see the concert. So it doesn't yeah. matter. So all of it was like pointless. And it's the same way that it's the same way I felt about, um, this is, comes later, but several episodes ago, back in like episode two of this season, when Tabitha leaves to go on tour, she asks Jughead, she's like, hey, can you send me some homework? And he says, yes then she comes back and she's like yeah you never really sent me that homework and he's like oh shucks i didn't and it's like why you didn't need to put in a scene of uh it's like they they realized oh shoot we forgot to show him giving her the homework you don't need to do that just have her come back and be like oh thanks for sending me all that homework and he'd be like yeah no problem but also like you're on a tour so how would he know where to send the homework anyway so like logistically like why even have that so get get rid of one of them get rid of one of those two things or both i mean like either just cut the whole thing out or or don't make it seem like you made a mistake and then you're yeah. telling us in the show you made a mistake. And but so don't it, worry. She's going to go on tour again and right. he'll try and send the homework this time. But like you, instead of putting that in, he could have just been like, yeah, I'll send you homework again like I did last time and maybe some personal letters too. Like, what are we doing? It's just like, don't, you're like, you're telling on yourself. You don't need to make mistakes and then call it out. Either make them and don't call it out or just don't make them in the first yeah. place. It's not that hard. Anyway, whatever. This season is actually giving 
giving us an appreciation for the ridiculousness that was the previous seasons of Riverdale. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, like your mileage will vary on whether or not you you like. Like I like the style of this season. I just wish that we actually had a plot. Like I wish that we had something. Yeah. And I feel like it's once again, they're trying to do too many things. And I don't know if it's cheaper to have a bunch of little tiny plot lines that maybe, for all I know, maybe they can film all these at the same time. I don't know how this works. So I don't know if they're like filming the Cheryl and Tony scene at the same time they're filming something with Archie and Reggie and maybe be harder to have them. But I would rather just every episode have a maximum of two plots and have more people in the plots together and have longer scenes of doing things. Instead, when you have all these little separate ones, none of them feel like they matter. And you just hop back and forth between all of them to where it's like, like you get these little short two sentence scenes. Yeah. So, I have two possible things in my head that I'm like, okay, are they trying to go back and do comic book, like anything from the comic books? And then the the only thing that's different is like the Jughead stuff with the mystery or is it something like COVID restrictions meant that like only these two people could film together or like they had to minimize like who all was in the scenes or something like that because right they like we were saying they were having scenes of them all together but then we switch and we're now we're only getting these scenes where it's one or two of them or not it's really not one but like you know you get what I'm saying where it's just like only a few people instead of the whole group together and again okay I pulled out I have three Archie comics books right here okay I have the Betty and Veronica double digest that I talked about last week and then I've got two Archie milestone ones here's why I bring them up because I look I've not actually read any of these but I'm curious to see if it's like does does like one of these comic stories does it have a plot and is it everyone mostly together or is it like do they keep hopping okay Archie in rain refrain okay so we've got Archie and Jughead they're in the rain and then all right Betty and Veronica spring break it seems like it's we got we got multiple Betty and Veronica are in every single one of these panels along with other people like people can be together I don't understand like just have if they're if they're going to do we're doing Archie comics plots right then pick a simple plot and be in the 50s and I think everyone will be happy with that and you have the Jughead murder stuff and put more than just Jughead and Tabitha in that plot line have everyone in it or several people in it or make it feel like it matters by not forgetting about it for several episodes and coming back to it I don't know. Anyway, so whatever. So they go on a double date. Then they're going to drive to the concert. Car breaks down. Uh, Betty and Veronica end up going with um, Cheryl, who drives by with Tony and Midge, because they're all going to the concert, because it's not that dangerous, apparently. Um, Archie and Reggie, I guess, don't even make it to the concert. And then what do you think about um, Pop just giving Reggie a car? Just being like, hey, I've got a car. You want it? I, it does, what? Is Tabitha, like, Tabitha's still related to Pop, right? Like, why doesn't he give her the, well, can girls drive? I don't know. Is that legal? Uh, <laughs> girls can drive, Cheryl was driving. That's right. I mean, maybe, I maybe right. she's, maybe she's a rebel without a car. What happened so. to Cheryl's brother? He's been absent from oh the my last, gosh. like, two episodes. <laughs> I think she was driving his car, too. Yeah. I think that was the whole thing that they were like, oh, like, they were thinking it was going to be not Jace, Julian? Yeah. Is it Julian? It's Julian. Okay. And so I think they thought it was going to be him, but then it ended up being Cheryl driving. And then it's just weird. I don't. So Pop giving the car to Reggie doesn't really, I guess if it truly is just a junker, but... I, I don't know. It was like he just out of nowhere has a soft spot for Reggie, which is fine. Like, that's fine. You know, what would have been nice in maybe one previous episode, have them like have a nice conversation together or something. Right. Or literally anything. Uh, Archie. Maybe it's like the unspoken where they're more potentially like more outcasted from people in the area. Sure. So there's like this unspoken bond that they would have that yeah. makes him more more close. I guess I just like I just want payoff. Like I, I it just felt it felt like yeah. a lot for someone who's like literally a stranger was um, tabitha pop's granddaughter i believe so okay yeah they haven't brought it up because you think that they would have i don't think i don't think that that connection has been established in this yeah in the 50s. It's, it's tabitha tate so yeah it's still oh wait her last name is still tate yeah i think so oh. well I, I don't know that they've said her last name in this it's season, just, it's just but I, I assume i assume it's the same yeah. We just haven't okay. like had them. I don't know. Considering the fact that they made her have that relation in this season, we haven't really seen like any of them. We haven't had that be. Well, because their parents are on the tour, so you would right. think that they're you know. <laughs> 
of all the other things that they show, you would think there would be some kind of interaction of them two being like, oh, how how are your parents doing on the tour? Like catching them catching up with each other. But yep. no, we get Archie shaving in the bathroom. <laughs> of course, because that's yeah, because we need that. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, And then like uh Archie and Reggie fighting in the middle of the street seemed very dangerous. Yeah, it it definitely after having cars that did drive by and then that's the the one the decision they go with. Um yeah, guys are dumb. Also, like I understand Reggie has reason to uh feel, you know, like feel from per- personal experience like he's always going to kind of have people come at him. So I get his defensiveness. But like Archie says, "Why don't you ask Clifford Bossom to give you a car?" And Reggie's like, "I don't want handouts i'm just gonna drive your car it's like well hold on that i mean that's not it's not the same as a handout necessarily but i'm like you're basically saying i don't want to try and ask for a free car that is my own i would rather just take yours i think it's the idea that he would be more indebted to clifford blossom well yeah oh, right? no, and Whereas, i'm not saying like, that he should ask Cl- yeah. like, clifford Bo- like he's right he's a creepy guy you don't want to get in bed with him i get that yeah but like I just say, I'm just like, if you feel so against like taking things, like why, why do you feel right. okay though? Like, because, because this whole thing is that he like wanted to go home and he says like, oh, you can, I can't tell you or I can't tell, let people know like I miss my mom. But it's like, right. if he had just said, hey, Archie, you know what? Now that you've got a car, it'd be cool if we could go like drive to my parents and say hi. Archie would be like, oh, shucks, gee, Reggie, that sounds like a great idea. That's the heppest thing <laughs> I've heard about. That's that, that sounds like such a heppin' fun time. Let's do that. <laughs> like. I I feel like Archie would have been on board, and maybe maybe this is just like Reggie doesn't feel like he can open up to Archie like that. But yeah, so instead, let's give him his own car. Which, by the way, did you catch the callback here yes. when he calls his car Bella? Yeah, I totally did. I I liked that, and I also thought it was funny that he first asked Betty to help fix it up. Um, so, so he, I wonder he still if they will get together. Betty, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. Like I think I think he was never necessarily that into Veronica, or maybe he's just kind of over it after she like stood him up so many times. Well, and that's where I was curious who suggested that they switch. I think it was Betty. Yeah, but I also which makes sense. When Reggie first arrived, he definitely seemed mostly interested in Betty, but then he was yes. like really turned off by her when she was like acting kind of <laughs> like she uh, had the promiscuity things. Or well, and she was just like, "Oh yeah, I flashed my, you know, underwear on TV. Yeah, I'm trying to like get kicked out of cheerleading." Like she was just being a lot. Yeah. So I get it. Um, but yeah, so the reference to Bella is from season 6 episode 2, aka the second episode of Rivervale called Ghost Stories in which uh, Reggie's dad is in the hospital, and so Reggie is now in charge of Mantle Motors, and some guy brings in a car to sell Reggie, and uh, he names it Bella, and there's, like, a, a picture of someone in the passenger seat. Or, or sorry, picture in um of someone, like, in the... I don't know if it's, like, above the mirror or something, and he keeps, like, hallucinating that they're there in the passenger seat, or maybe they're oh. a ghost. I thought the car that he had that the one teacher had wrecked was also called Bella. Like, I thought... He, and, oh, like, I forgot got about even that in, yeah, one. Yeah. Oh, even the earlier one. Okay. Yeah. Wow. My mind went to this one. So wait, when we talked about that one, I wonder if did we talk about I don't know if when we when we talked about season six episode two, I don't know if we caught that it was a callback. Well, I, so his I original probably... car was also called Bella? Hold on. Was it Mr. It wasn't Mr. Honey who wrecked his car, right? Or was it? I think it was. Man, but think- see, that goes against everything where it was like Mr. Honey was like kind of a good guy after no, all. I'm but then like sure. not for that one thing where he was horrible to yeah. Reggie. <laughs> yeah. Wait, now I've got to look this up. All right. <laughs> I, I can't just like search Bella. Like what's going to come up? Who knows? Twilight. You, yeah. Of course you know what's going to come up. I'm searching my files. It's, I've got, I've got oh, a couple, oh, oh. I've got a couple fan fiction saved in here, but not that many. <laughs> oh no, shoot. Because I've got all these Twilight files too. That's what I said. Oh, you're right. You're right. All right. Hang on. I forgot about those from Twilight. Um. Oh, there's got to be. Search Mr. Honey then, right? Yeah, but he's going to be in a lot of episodes. Episodes, yeah. Um, Killing Mr. Honey. Was it? But I didn't think in Killing Mr. Honey no, they talked it about wasn't. it. But there must have been somewhere. See, searching Bella. Uh, Real time. Betty says they should all go uh, Tuesday at nine wearing Stonewall prep jackets and bunny masks. Oh, I forgot about that. Archie knocks Mr. Honey out and puts him in Bella. <laughs> and then I wrote in parentheses, Reggie's car. So yeah, I mean... <laughs> That was season four, episode 19. But I, it, you're right. I think it like, I think it was before that too. 
And then, oh my gosh, I have all these pictures. Now this is wild. I have pictures of me standing next to Bella's truck. How does it know? I don't have that labeled anywhere. Oh, that's weird. Oh, Google Drives is creepy because I did go on my uh, Forks Washington tour. Anyway, all right. Well, that was a little deep dive into what's going on in Mary's Google Drives. Um, So shout out to uh, Reggie's truck that is always called Bella. Well, it was it was like a nice car in, in high school. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. Let's talk about the Black Athena Literary Club. Now, is there any reason why it's called Black Athena in particular? Is that like the name of a book or anything? I didn't do any research on that. No, I don't know. I don't Athena know. is the goddess of wisdom. Of the warrior? And oh, war. Wisdom. Yeah, wisdom and war, I think. Okay. It's both. Um, or war. The wisdom strategy. makes sense. So maybe that. From like um, the book perspective, but... That yeah, was, I'm not, I don't know. Uh, I did notice, so on the bulletin board, like I said, uh, all I noticed all the, all the other ones, there are a lot of sports happening in Riverdale. We've got baseball tryouts, learn all the po- popular moves, dance workshop, cross-country team, a wanted ad for part-time crossing guards who can earn extra credit, swim lessons, and also lifeguards. Wow. So Where's this pool? we've never seen it we've never seen it there's clearly a public pool somewhere um so yeah like i mentioned before we've got two new members so the club now has tabitha tony clay and um i feel like i'm missing someone else because it wasn't just the three of them tabitha tony clay and then two new members and then also in this episode we'll have cheryl and kevin be there at various times and there's their faculty advisor oh yeah she was the worst yeah i didn't like her um so they first are discussing the invisible man by ralph ellison and then oh yeah i wrote random lady in the background taking notes and clearing her throat i didn't like her um and then i wrote everyone keeps saying hep because that kept happening in this <laughs> yeah. um cheryl tells tony that she misses her and asks to join the club but tony's like mm, we're still kind of new and i want to like see how things go maybe at the end of the semester um which like didn't cheryl get permission for her to be in this club too right i feel like she had to kind of be the leader of it in order for it to be a thing or something yeah i thought so i think she said like it'll be under technically it's under my name but right um anyway but cheryl is very understanding i like her this season so she's like okay totally understand but then kevin is super happy one day because he's like yeah i heard clay's late poem at the black athena you know literary society and cheryl's like wait so it's just me who can't come it sounds like yeah and that was one of those scenes where it was like what like why are it was just and then it was just this quick little snippet and then we were flashing back and forth to other things yeah you're just kind of like why didn't you i don't know it was weird yeah it definitely was um so cheryl mentions that to tony and again love the way that cheryl was just like hey um i heard kevin was there and you know and so tony's like all right sure uh here's the book we're reading native son um and uh and then so they go back to the club um i i feel like we're having to very slowly piece together like what clay's personality is because we don't get to see a ton of him um because i mean we don't really get to see a ton of any of these characters like i could say the same about midge or fangs or anyone uh because they're just all in such short little scenes but uh clay is definitely like i guess i don't know he's he's kind of um he's not exactly like a know-it-all i'm trying to think of like the right way to say it but like all of his time when he was talking he was like of course it's my third time reading this book (laughs) i obviously have a lot of thoughts what do you so i'm gonna pass it off and let some other people speak first before i give you all my thoughts i just i like kind of i liked i liked him uh yeah so yeah what do you think about cheryl's like involvement in 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 this club i felt like it was very respectful and so i appreciated the approach that she had and the awareness of linking up you know like seeing those overlaps and obviously it's like (laughs) it feels it feels weird giving the writers a compliment but (laughs) i feel like it's nice that like there is something that can be respected about um these students getting together and like having these conversations oh yeah and so i appreciate that 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 it is because you were saying like that's one of the only cheryl and tony are one of the only better plot lines quote unquote uh, of this season and so i think it's nice that it, it is having some care around it and care given to it um especially because they have been more side characters
others previously and so being on their own and having having voices I think is um is, is cool to see I agree and I'm torn because I've already mentioned that I, I like this new version of Cheryl we get this season where she's more mature I feel like there's a fine line between having the plot of the black literary society in this episode feel like and this is where the white person learns like it seems a little bit too pat yourself on the backy kind of and I and I I don't think that's bad like I, I completely agree with what you're saying it's obviously good that we see Kevin and Cheryl reading these books that they might not have otherwise and uh, enjoying time with their significant other um, but it does it just does leave a little bit of me wanting hey what about the other new black members of this club who aren't even named characters I, I would love to hear from them I would love to you know can, can we just have this be a thing without it needing to be the lesson for the white person um unless in the, I mean unless that's their like their overarching whole point right like the the have Riverdale bend towards justice and all of that um idea if that's where they're going with this that's great uh I would just love to have a little bit more balance and, and maybe that's kind of where we come at the end of the episode where Cheryl does feel like Tony can have this club and that it's important for her to have a separate space I do feel like that makes sense yeah and I think it's healthy to have things that you do separate from your partner as you know if that's something that you you want to have I think you know just having space to kind of like come into your own come back uh, like restored or refreshed in some way and I think obviously there's like an added element here of well if they can't hang out together in some of these public arenas like if they're all doing right if they're doing different things with all of their time when are they going to be able to spend time together um and I thought that we were going to have some sort of plot element here at the end there's like a little moment at the end of this scene where Cheryl like leans into I think like sort of like brush Tony's cheek but she kind of looks behind herself first I guess to like make sure no one's there and I was like I thought that was going to be a moment where like Dr. Werther's walks by in the hallway or you know something um but no of course not we spent the last several episodes with this arc of Betty like being assigned Dr. Werther's and he's you know the the patriarchy is like oh gotta keep these kids in line and all that and then nothing of them this episode like well so are we just done with that or are we just pausing it for for an episode like what are we where's the pressure if there's no that's the thing I think there just didn't feel like there was any stakes to any of this even like the stupid like fangs and midge stuff it's like oh it's dangerous actually it's not like where are the stakes there's no stakes you know and that's fine it doesn't need to be intense all the time but it could be at least a little yeah I think well and all the stakes that were there previously it all just came back to Hiram you know it was like yeah. everything that could potentially could be dangerous it was oh Hiram's at, at so they don't have him to fall back on so I guess now there's just nothing <laughs> oh which I mean I don't need I don't need a Hiram to be the bad guy all the time so it's fine um I did have one final thing to say about Fangs and Midge um this is like the first time I'm calling this out because I don't normally do this we talk about the writing we talk about issues with that a lot I have an issue with new Midge <laughs> I haven't noticed it up until this point, but if anyone is watching this episode or like wants to go back and check from 5.30, 5 minutes and 30 seconds to about 5 minutes and 50 seconds, it is some of the worst acting I've ever seen. Like it's so noticeable and I, I'm trying to quantify like what it was and here's how I can explain it because I, I don't think that this person is necessarily a bad actress. I mean, what it's like it's the moments when someone is not talking and they're just reacting to what someone else is saying. And I feel like it feels very much like if you're in an audition and you're you're reacting when someone else is saying something and you're reading the script for the first time and you're trying to think as they're acting, like, how would I react? What am I supposed to do? I got to do something with my face. Whereas like normally when you have a conversation with someone, you're not like, oh my God, oh, like you're not making faces and reacting necessarily. You're just kind of like, hmm, yeah, I'm listening. Seem engaged, right? And something about the way she acted, she was like, he's like, hey, Midge, said, mm, yeah, what? I don't know. Like, I can't. This is not a visual medium, so I can't do it back. <laughs> but like, she seemed like how I would act if I was reading the script for the first time and like trying to think on the fly. It felt like someone who was trying to react. It's like obvious. I don't know how to I don't know how to describe it. Like it did not feel real at all. And normally I don't have that issue with these characters. I think people are over the top or whatever. But like I think they are good actresses and actors. Like you watch them in other things and you're like oh yeah like pretty good whatever they're fine but like this was it was so egregious and I'm I know again 
again, I'm not trying to hate, but like, it was funny. It was funny how over the top it was. I think I, I think she just kind of blended in for me. I didn't like, it didn't really stand out. Because <laughs> nobody would notice this except for me. Par, I'm like, why am I looking at her? Why am I looking at the person who's not even talking, not even doing anything? I think because it was a, it was a um, profile shot of both of them. So you're seeing both of them from the side. So you're seeing one of them talk and the other one react. And it was just, mm. anyway. Yeah. I thought you were going to talk about her wig at the end because I was, I <laughs> no, was just, it was yeah, I was just, uh, I thought we were going to go back to wigs, <laughs> but yeah, that's what I noticed is like, man, I don't really like this wig. Um, let me see if I still have my wig ranking. Oh. Riverdale rigs. All right. Oh, uh, no. Where does it rank? Into- this list has so many inside <laughs> jokes that I don't even understand. <laughs> it just says Riverdale wigs, best. Veronica's bangs in season seven. Wait, we added no. that to the best? No, they're so bad. Why did we put what? that? Why did we put that on here? Uh, then we have Tony as Harley Quinn. Quinn, yeah, yeah that was good. Uh, the Clifford wig, and then we have <laughs> Betty's wig. I guess that's like dark Betty's wig. And then we, this is the one I don't get. AJ Kappa as Mary. I have no idea what any of that means. C- can tell you. Was that? Oh, 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 was that the Midnight Club? Was he Mary in the Midnight? Club? No, he wasn't Mary. He was he was Fred. Oh, yeah. This, this is what I'm saying. I don't know. I don't understand. And I also don't know why we wrote AJ Kappa and not KJ Appa. Like, there's clearly there was clearly a joke about this. I don't know what it is. Monica oh, Posh. Man. That one's bad. Uh, Cheryl's snuff wig when she, they like the snuff thing. That was the one we had worst. Now I think uh Tabitha's wig is pretty good from this season. I think. Or do I? She's wearing a wig. Maybe she's not. Maybe that's why it's not. Maybe that's why it seems good. Does some is someone wearing a wig? Is Tony wearing a wig? Somebody's wearing a wig. I felt like in this season, or is it just Veronica? Well, Midge seems like she's wearing a right. wig. Right. So is hers, where's hers? Is hers worse than Monica Posh? No. It's gotta be better than that. Nothing can be worse than Monica Posh. Yeah, I'd say it's better than Monica Posh. Is it better or worse than Dark Betty's wig? I don't remember Dark Betty. It was like the really the like black short bob that Betty wore in like two episodes. Mm. I think it might be better than that. I'll put it right in there okay. above that and below Clifford's wig. So yeah. Midge. I can't believe Clifford. Season seven. Yeah, that's wild. I don't know. Clifford Blossom, he did not wear a wig in the first episode and then did for all the rest. Oh. Huh. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, and then here's the last bit of the episode. <laughs> um, I guess it's the plot. So at the end of the previous episode, tell me how this makes any sense. Sheriff Keller is like, Jughead, we need to enlist you to like help us figure out and solve the murder of uh Ray Brad or Brad Rayberry. And then the beginning of this episode, Jughead is like, Yeah, I, I went to go uh, look around his house. I, I don't think that I don't think that he killed himself. I think it was murder. And then Sheriff Keller is like, No, it's not. It's def he just he it's like he like doubled back. He like first thinks it's murder out of nowhere and then now he doesn't anymore is he being like set up like what is going on so i know we saw the milkman but sheriff keller is the milkman and so (laughs) he wants jughead to like whiplash and go back and forth and then get not i don't know know. like none of this makes any sense i don't understand (laughs) like again if you just had jughead cut out the part where sheriff keller it's like they just needed him at the end of the previous episode to go get jughead out of his funk and be like hey stop like like you're you're done uh i don't know like reading all the books and drinking milkshakes and then so sheriff keller shows up at the end of the episode and is like jughead we need your help and then at the beginning of this episode sheriff keller has like flipped sides again i feel yeah. like once again don't tell on yourself just have jughead be like okay i think i've i think i've drank all the milkshakes i need and read all the books i think though i need some closure i need to figure out what happened why would he have killed himself and like just have him do that and do it on his own because then it makes so much more sense yeah but instead it's like they just needed a reason why Jughead could be allowed to go into his house or something. Oh. I, I don't know. So. Yeah, and then he's there a lot. It doesn't, that that's just kind of strange because I don't think, well, maybe in the 50s, but it just seems very strange. The other thing to me that kind of was strange is that they read the letters, right, that, that Mr. Rayberry has been sending to his wife and Tabitha's able to get all of the backstory from these letters that they've written, but I'm like, if you know somebody and you're writing to them you don't 
you don't have to say all of your history because that would be you like, know about it. Like, if I if I wrote a letter right. to Hannah and I was like, Hannah, I hope you're having a nice day. Remember how we used to hang out when we were in college together from this year to this year? <laughs> and here's all your family members and here's my family members. And oh, wow, the tough times. I'm so glad we got through all that. Like, no, it's like you, you don't. That's not how you write. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also felt like it was like, oh, so you're just you're just okay reading some love letters that are like right. not your property. Like, yes. <laughs> like, like that's like that just seems a little invasive, you know? Yeah. Well, so. it's, a, it's again, it's the it's the telling, right? They have to, I, like, I just don't understand. It would have made so much more sense because they already got June to come up. So, like, once they figure out and see her address. Why not, like, just call her and then have her tell you this herself? Like, that would make way more sense than you, like, invading the privacy and, like, yes. reading the letters. All right. Let me let me workshop this for a second. All right. <laughs> this is what happens in the show. Sheriff Keller says, Jughead, we need you to help solve the mystery of Ray ba- <laughs> I keep saying Ray Bradbury. Brad Rayberry's murder. Jughead goes to Pep Comics and says, hey, uh, you know, Rayberry died. And Mr. Fieldstone's like, okay, well, half his money is going to this small town in California. So Jughead South Carolina. And, sorry, sorry. Sorry, South Carolina. So Jughead and Tabitha uh, go to his house. She comes up and says, or maybe, I can't remember, does he find the picture or does she find the picture first? Oh, he finds the picture maybe. He, he finds the picture and it says yeah. June, whatever, 19, 1948. 48. And he's like, oh, I wonder who this is. And she's like, well, I've just read all these love letters. <laughs> it's his wife, June, June Simpson. It's like, okay, let me, now let me, that's what happens. Let me tell you what should have happened. Jughead decides, hey, I think maybe he wasn't murdered. So I'm going to go rogue, not with the permission of the sheriff, because we've seen the sheriff to be like, not on Jughead's side, to like sneak into the house, go through. He finds this picture. He wonders what it is. And then he finds a stack of letters, or Tabitha does, whoever. And then they go, or maybe they find one letter. That would probably be better than a stack of letters. One letter from June. And they go, wait, maybe it's not a date. Maybe it's her name. And then they read that one letter because they and they and they realize that the letter is addressed from the address that they have and they're like oh all the pieces are coming together but instead they're like you tabitha you read a stack of love letters before you knew that this person was important no 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 you find the key the key is the the picture or the address or whatever and then you find one letter and then you read that one letter to get information they're just doing things in the wrong order and for the wrong reasons yeah it's not, it's I, it's, I think it goes down to not caring because this wasn't a mystery yeah. we literally had a guy said yeah here's the address of where of where we send his money boom bada bing bada boom you look up the address you call you go hey are you his wife we well, yes. can't look wow, up the that, address <laughs> whatever i'm just saying that's not a mystery could use white pages maybe it's not a mystery yeah oh, all right well yeah. i liked june though so yeah basically rayberry has a wife secret wife named june it, it seemed it it seemed like they came up with this backstory this episode. Right. None of it makes sense. No, it also doesn't fit the character. She keeps saying yeah. like, oh, he's so optimistic. And I'm like, he was nothing but grouchy. Yeah. Like, okay, I don't know. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, so the, she comes to town and she basically gives Jughead, like, permission to continue adapting his books and then asks if him and, and Tabitha are dating. And I couldn't tell from this read of, like, Jughead was kind of like, ah, no, no, no. And then Tabitha was like, nope, nope, we're just friends. I mean, we're good friends. I'm like, wait, is there a spark here? Is there not? Like, I can't tell. I can't tell what we're doing. Yeah, I well, and I think I can't remember the reason he did the whole homework thing is because he wanted to still stay close with Tabitha because it was before he had gotten his memories erased I think and so I don't know if it doesn't really make sense of as to why they care about each other because there's their only interaction was hey I'll, I'll send you this homework and stuff but I wonder if it's just because I don't know I just I don't know we just I'm I'm at the I'm just we'll accept it and and move on I guess at this point yeah there's there's just so much where I'm like why would you you don't have a character ask, hey, are you two dating? Unless they're either definitely dating or going to be dating right. or they're not. But 
unless like I need the next episode for them to explore their potential attraction to each other. Otherwise, what was the point of having this? Or like maybe not the next episode, but it needs to like build. It needs to lead to something. Right. Well, and, like why does she keep going back and forth on the tour thing as well? I think, and I could be wrong, that she agreed to do a certain number of episodes. And so they're just, they're just, okay, they put her in the beginning and they put her in the middle and they'll put her at the end. Like, I think that's what it is. I think she said, okay, I'll, I'll be in six episodes this season. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, um, then we get, oh, look, a little bit of plot at the end. Miss Martin, random neighbor, stops by and asks for milk for her kitten. She says she heard the milkman make a strange late delivery to this apartment a few nights ago, but when they look in the fridge, there's no milk. So, milkman. We know that he, that we know that, uh, Ethel said that her parents were murdered by the milkman, and we know it was the milkman, and now maybe Jughead does. There we go. Here's a question for you, Hannah. How quickly is this plot going to get solved? Is anyone else going to well, die? Uh, someone else dies for sure. Ooh, but it's going to be it's going to be like three episodes away. And but I don't know who would die. Who's disposable? I mean, like Werthers. Like nope. I, I, yeah, that that is actually who I thought of. But that's like that's who we want to like not be around. Or anymore. Betty's dad, maybe. I, I don't know. Oh, because we saw the guy's face. I don't think we. I don't remember if we saw it when Ray. Berry died. We saw the milkman come, but we didn't like directly see him murder him or anything. We yeah. Just, it's just implied. But we saw his face in this. Yes. So it's like we see that it's definitely not Hal. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely not Hal. Uh, Hal's still definitely a bad guy, but I don't know yeah. if he's a murderer. So. I feel like this is all, this plotline has also been like so to the side that it's only going to be wrapped up in like, if there's 20 episodes, episode 18. Yeah, I hate that. <laughs> yeah. Like, he he knows there's an evil milkman. Just go find him. Why is this why is this a problem? I don't know. Tell the sheriff. Oh, that's the other thing. So we learned that like the sheriff is now all of a sudden, despite the fact that at the end of the last episode, the beginning of this one, he's all like, Oh, he was murdered. Now he's like, actually, just kidding. I found out he's a communist and uh he went to a mental institute and he um what was the other this thing? Oh, a dope fiend. Yeah, dope fiend and he was a, a draft dodger. So like uh like now i now i think that he just killed himself and then and then uh his wife was like oh yeah he did all those things but you know he's a little, little taken out of context don't we all dabble in communism when we're young that's basically what she said <laughs> she was basically she was basically like that and then she was like yeah but he like checked himself into the um the uh the asylum and he was um he was uh he he was addicted to opium i think uh because of because of a, a, war, a injury. war injury is like yeah, it's like come on you took things a little out of context there yeah. mister and and that and that was another thing where i thought like oh maybe maybe sheriff keller was on board with thinking this was a murder but then someone whether it be the milkman or hiram or the patriarchy <laughs> uh like you know dropped off like a very um sizable donation oh i was gonna say like just just like you know framed him like put in oh i see i don't know Drop to follow info yeah anyway so yep so that was that was this episode it's kind of exhausting honestly like yeah it's just what? so it's i just gotta nothing. know mary what is american graffiti <laughs> thank you yeah the title of the episode american graffiti this is a 1973 coming of age comedy drama directed by george lucas and produced by francis Ford coppola what set, yes set in 1962 the movie is about a group of friends on their last day of summer vacation before their adult lives begin it's starring Richard Dreyfus, Ronnie Howard, Charles Martin Smith, and Paul Lamatt. Uh, also, the film is uh, the first, like, even though it was a small role, it's the one that put Harrison Ford on the map and uh, is why he was then cast in Star Wars by George Lucas. Wow. Um, after. That's so fun. Um, Has nothing to do with this episode. No. There was cars. <laughs> I think there was cars in that movie. Okay. So you got that. Got that. Actually, was Harrison Ford Indiana Jones first? No, no, no for no. sure he was in Star, Star Wars, Wars first. first. Okay. Yeah, I yeah, can never yeah. remember. I thought I thought that was the case, but yeah, because I think the whole thing was that they thought I'm I'm forgetting her name, but Princess Leia and yes, Carrie Fisher. Yeah, Carrie Fisher and Luke. They thought that they were going to be the big stars to come from it, but it turned out to be Harrison Ford. Let's see, Star Wars. Mark Hamill. Yes, 1977. And then Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark was 1981. So um, I did read Carrie Fisher's, one of her, her, the uh, Princess Diarist book, which was her like diary thing. And she said like on set, Harrison Ford felt like a movie star, whereas they felt like kids. Mm. 
he was also okay. like maybe not quite twice their age but close to so oh okay yeah he's a lot older anyway and they had a uh secret affair what you should read it's a, it's a good it's a good book sorry i just spoiled her uh her diary but like was a, i mean it's real can i spoil can you spoil like historical events i don't know is it bad that i'm calling something from the 70s a historical event i don't know uh, pop, no i would definitely because i would think like princess uh, the what when you were saying princess diaries i was thinking of like princess diana oh and so no. like her yeah. death was in the mid um 90s mid to late 90s that's definitely a yeah, historical a event historical. yeah is it but is it a, is it a historical event that two actors had an affair i don't know i think the, was the, it an affair where they married or dated the, like he was or? married he was married <sighs> um and i i don't think i mean he's not still married to this person but he had kids and he was married and um i mean she was like very young like i don't i don't can't remember if she was like 19 or something like she was very young and he was like 30 yeah it's a it's it's very it's very interesting read because like she wrote it you know and and didn't tell anyone about the affair until she was like in her you know i mean she wrote that that book was like came out like a year before she died or maybe even less than that so uh much later in life but anyway um it's good it's a good book if you're interested in star wars (laughs) and like the making of and and that kind of thing it's all about her her time and the diaries that she wrote when she was on the the first movie set so anyway that was a little another little uh deviation but you know come for the riverdale stay for the star wars history (laughs) um anyway so uh yeah and uh there were there were two new characters this episode count june june simpson and then miss miller right no close window cigars that i could catch at least yeah there was some like the fangs gets a card from rob bean and i like looked that up and there wasn't anything a card pro- from rob bean um that's the producer at phantom rock oh i didn't look up phantom rock either phantom rock was is real phantom phantom okay. uh what is it called phantom records i wrote it down. phantom rock records yeah that's real i did not look up the name of the producer though yeah so it was rob bean but i didn't find anything that was like Close stuck out D- jughead does make reference to glennon doyle or something and that is the author of sherlock holmes so like that's an actual reference oh arthur well. conan doyle yeah yes. yeah, yeah 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 he does he does say that so there were a lot of real references yeah like real actors this time yeah so, so um, but yeah n- nothing else that really stuck out there's like some other there was one other character that they referenced it was like mrs marple or something yep that's also real that's um it's agatha christie it's her oh. other uh miss uh hercule Poirot and mrs marple are the two oh. main um detectives in agatha christie books so yeah two separate so things. yep those are all real um no swizzlers this time no there were so many candies in the last couple. <laughs> all right who was the most normal person so so I'm gonna guess that you're thinking Cheryl, just based on how we talked about her plot. <laughs> yeah, <did>. yeah. So <laughs> I I had written it down before, um, it, and I my, I'm voting for Reggie. Um, I felt like he uh. was uh, he's just <laughs> homesick and he's interested in cars. I'm like that's normal for a guy, and uh. so I felt like Reggie was. I just we can so, give it to Cheryl. I'm so annoyed with Reggie and Archie from this episode i gave them the most normal last week i did oh but but it's this week that i was just felt like i'm like you have shown us archie was definitely not it like Like, archie was weird archie you have shown us that you were like obsessed with betty or girls or whatever and now you're like not even paying attention to them and then they fought in the middle of the street and then reggie you have shown us in previous episodes that at least around archie you're comfortable telling him like how you feel and so why all of a sudden are you like oh you can't tell him that you just want to go visit your parents like Archie talks about his parents all the time. He talks about his dad and stuff. Like, come on. Yeah. Whatever. So, um, yeah, I vote Cheryl. Okay. <laughs> I have taken your thing into consideration and immediately vetoed it. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. But yeah, so that was this week's episode. I do want to do one more thing. Uh, this week's in, in large quotations. In large quotations. You know what? That is the episode from this week. There, <laughs> there it might be multiple weeks until we get another one, but um, <laughs> alright. So I do want to uh, call out two new reviews that we've had recently. Or actually, I guess I'll just read one. 
you know, got to space these out. I'll read one and then we'll, we'll do one next time. So this one comes from NK Hadamarad. Uh, Love listening to you guys. Five stars. I literally could not make it past the second season of the actual show, but I'm all in on the podcast. Also, would you guys ever do a full show recap episode? Sorry if you already have it. I missed it. Ooh, like an episode saying, here's what you've missed on the whole show. Oh, we don't even know all that we missed. I, yeah, I don't know. Here, <laughs> Here's my loose plan. And I have lots of plans. So who knows how, when this, when or if this will ever happen. Once I'm done with Riverdale, completely done, including going back to season two, I do want to rewatch the whole show in a much faster time without taking any notes, without like thinking about it, without podcasting on it, and then do a like full series recap or potentially like a short 30 minute episode for each season. And this might just be me or whatever, but like that, that was something I kind of wanted to do just to see if sometimes it feels like, especially this season, these episodes feel so disjointed maybe they feel much smoother if you're just like binging all of them i don't know we always say the show is better on a binge and that's how i watched the first uh two seasons was i binge them because then we started covering it for season three but anyway well thank you for your review and um i also want to read uh one more which was a tweet that we got from stacy bernstein who said uh, this was so fun and we absolutely want laura back again love the sister sister vibes and the spoiler dale style van- banter thank you so much i'm glad laura will love to hear that you enjoyed that episode because <laughs> it was a hot mess recording it we recorded it i was telling hannah before this we recorded it over three separate recording sessions over two days and um so i really had to like piece all that together yeah <laughs> and also we I, didn't really like make any predictions or discuss anything we just kind of well, there talked. was so much to catch up on i, I told I mary know. i was like oh I, ma- I made sure that i listened to that episode before we recorded this so that i would have like whatever they talked about i wouldn't repeat any of the same things and i was like laura didn't even like she barely did anything and at the end she was like peace out yep but even that was a a a little flub oh yeah yeah laura just like started singing at the end like what are you doing what is this this is not a thing i know i like So maybe maybe that'll be a new thing that we could start doing. I don't know. Any final Singing? thoughts on this episode, Hannah? Hey, you um, sing you sing on all of our season uh season one and season two content. That when, is when true. We, we do the um uh spoiler spoiler section. Spoiler section. Oh man. <laughs> when do, can can you stop doing it once the whole show's out? I guess or so. I, guess? I don't know, but maybe I, know. I think the idea was that someday someone could be listening in chronological order and I wanna yeah. like just call them out like, hey, Oh, right. You know, skip this part. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's for the historical records. Yeah. Well, um, I don't think I have anything else uh, Riverdale related. I mean, if we're only halfway through, it's going to be hard. And and, and all, a lot of the other episodes are already out. So we really got to gotta keep going, keep pushing through. It's it's going to be over sooner than we think, I think. Uh, Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's going to be over later because of... um. The fact that I've lost like three to four weeks in the middle of this. So I'm working on it. I'm like, my goal is to catch up before the finale so I can do the finale on time. So I need to like very slowly, you know, like release episodes, like, like slowly gain, like maybe instead of every seven days, I release every five days. I don't know. We'll see. I maybe I'll do another like two, two episodes together. We'll see. But I think that you can definitely expect Laura and potentially Hannah back if, you know, if they want to be for the for the rest of the season. We'll see. You, you should expect some Mary solo episodes. And I would say expect some random people. We may just I may just like put my mom on an episode. Who knows? Like, we'll see what happens if I can get her to watch one of these episodes. But uh, yeah. Anyway, as always, Hannah, thank you so much for hanging <laughs> out. That's all for this week's episode. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back next time <laughs> for episode 11. Until then, you can follow me online at Frail Mary everywhere. And you can follow Kalski Ka- Cast everywhere at Kalski Cast. That's cow with a K. Uh, and um, and you can use that at dominoes.com. You can type in Kalski Cast to get um, a solid 0% off of, of Domino's. Are you doing Laura? (laughs) Peace out. Mary and Hannah. (laughs) All right. Thanks, everybody.